Welcome to the Marcia Miyake Show, where our mission is to share thought-provoking ideas, practical tools, and tangible strategies to up-level your life, business, and relationships. I'm your host, Marcia Miyake, leadership and emotional intelligence consultant, executive coach, and conscious mama of two. Through solo episodes and interviews with experts in the medical, research, business, and spiritual fields, this show helps you to shift from the illusion that success in one area of your life means failure in another to the understanding that you truly get to have it all. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of That's What He Said. Welcome back, guys. It is a pleasure to bring today's topic, which is we are going to share some of our top dating red flags and and dating green flags (laughs) (laughs) we did not plan that um okay awesome so we've got quite a few here let's try to narrow it down to maybe three on each let's start with the red flags first all right well the one of the first red flags that i put down was secrecy um, and there's a few uh, ways we can have secrecy, especially in the earlier periods. One of them is, you know, being overly cautious of what, like the partner seeing your phone or hiding your phone, always, always face down when it's at a table and things like that. But it's also, uh, are they lying about the, where they're going? Are they going to a dinner with friends and then you hear they've been out at a bar or she? Um, things like that. Just, just not being completely honest in the beginning. Secrecy. Mm. So I don't know if there's any points you want to talk about that. Any th- any experiences that you may have had? I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. I think when someone is like that, I mean, definitely for me, that's going to give me a little bit of a- alarm bells in terms of like why they're mm. like that. And then at the same time, like as you were speaking, I was thinking about how, you know, obviously I coach a lot of women and sometimes my clients say to me like, oh, he's, you know, he is weird about his phone. And I think being a weird about your phone at the very beginning is, I'm going to say, okay, okay, if you aren't official yet, as in he might be kind of flirty with other girls. And I don't think that, and that is enough for if the girl to see it, for her to be completely like triggered by it. But it's almost a little bit unfair to the dude because like you guys aren't exclusive. Mm. Um, So if he's being a bit like protective of his phone, to me in my mind, I'm like, okay, he's talking to other girls, but do I even have a right to be upset about that? Like if we're just kind of dating. Now, if this is my man and he's being like that, that's a big red flag because like, what are you, what are you hiding? And it's obviously I can't get angry about you know, comments he made on somebody's Instagram from six months ago if we've only been together three months. I mean, mm. so it, it does take a level of, you know, just, I guess, being a bit rational about the situation. So I would say, yes, definitely a red flag if you are in a committed relationship, if they're being weird. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Um, the second one was over-jealousy. Over-jealous. Um, and that's just generally from experience, the person that's over-jealous is the person that's doing the wrong thing. They're insecure for for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, they're always thinking. They're always attacking you and accusing you of cheating. And you, you, who are you going out to see? Who are you with? Who you know? They're always on edge because 
they're hiding something. They're, mm. they're guilty mm. of what they're doing. So over-jealousy can be a big red flag in that regard. And if it's not that, it's just a massive insecurity. It's like they're not coming from a place where they're happy within themselves. And that's always going to be a, a tough one to work through. Yeah, um, I think either way, whether the, other, whether the person who's jealous is cheating and doing something sketchy or not, to me, very unattractive. Because like, I... Bro, I don't want to have to deal with that conflict every time we go out. You know what I mean? Like, it's that guy. I saw you looking at him. Yeah. Like, you know, I've dated guys who were, like, so, so jealous that, like, if a guy looked at me, they would get angry with me. Why did you look at him? And um, not even. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't look at him. And it wasn't that. It was the fact that he looked at me. So, obviously, the dress I was wearing was too <laughs> inappropriate. And he would, like, lift up my pull up the, you know, the top of my dress. So it would cover my cleavage more. Like, I was in my 20s. Like, like le- yeah, let me live, bro. Yeah, so I think jealousy, it's just, it just brings, like, a negative tone, you know? Like, you don't want to have to be worried every time, like, you're walking on eggshells because this guy doesn't have or this girl doesn't have the confidence to um, just deal with the dynamics of a relationship. Yeah. Okay. Um, next, we have talking about your ex. Too oh, much. Yes. Yep. Um, so to me, that indicates a couple things. Turn so off. number one is you're not over your ex. Um, number two um, is like you haven't healed from your stuff yet from your ex. So if like they're talking about like their baby daddy or their baby mother and they're talking about them in such a disrespectful way um, and especially in a derogatory way, like, oh my gosh, like I had a very challenging breakup, but I didn't talk about my ex like that. Um, And that also shows like a level of like lack of self-awareness because uh, one thing I can acknowledge right in, in my relationship is my intuition knew it wasn't the right person and that there was some red flags and I ignored my intuition. But when, when you say like, I had no idea he was just, we, and I've talked to people like this who were like, he was perfect. Everything was amazing. And then the moment we got married, he changed. And I'm like, no, nah, that's not how it works. A story to burst your bubble. That's not how it works. You ignored red flags. You didn't listen to your intuition. Your body would have told you something was off and you were not, you were too caught up in the moment and the excitement because I have been there. I have done it too. So I'm not pointing fingers. The, point, the fingers are pointing back at me. You get so caught up in the excitement of the newness of this relationship that this guy is giving you all the things, or girl, all the things you wanted in someone, and then you're ignoring all of the very important red flags and the alarm bells that your body was setting off. So, um, yeah, someone that talks about their ex in a negative way and constantly Too talks much, about yeah. their ex, they haven't done the healing work. And this is why I always advise to my clients. If you go through a breakup, take some time. And a lot of my clients are like, I'm ready for the dating field. I'm like, you're not because you're still carrying the vibration of that past relationship. You haven't processed that trauma. You're in a a particular frequency and guess what point of attraction you're at. You're going to attract a guy that's going to match that frequency. You're not going to attract a mature masculine if you are still like in the depths of all the drama of your ex. So there needs to be that space. So to me, that would indicate this person hasn't healed, this person isn't taking accountability, and this person may still be still caught up in some way, like energetically tied to their ex. Mm -hmm. 
Anything the next one. No, I'm good on there. Next one. <laughs> um, next one I had was this is more well, it's for both, but definitely for me, it's one of the worst ones. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's the most disrespectful thing. Disrespectful, disrespecting in a public setting. Mm. You know, being disrespected by by your whether you're dating or in a relationship, it it's like one of the biggest red flags for me. I'm like, nah. Mm. And g- give me an example of what that might look like. Um. Because I feel like, you know, if you're a psychopath, you could be like, let's use the example that I just gave about the guys looking at me. You could turn that on me and be like, you disrespected me in public. Those guys were looking yeah, at you because you're dressed. That's with- another red flag. Okay, well, that's why I asked you to please give me an example because we, we need to make it clear for people. Um, disrespecting in a public setting. Um, I don't know. It's the top of my head, but it's just embarrassing them in, in some way or, like yelling or at them or yelling at them or degrading them or you know like if they're trying to talk about if you're trying to talk about something specific and and they're just like shutting you down on it or oh my you gosh, know what i mean yeah, there's something yeah. disrespectful that that in in a public setting that's going to be embarrassing for that other person so there's so many ways oh that my could gosh happen. and my view on that is like you just look like an idiot because yeah. if you're dating this person this person is your person Number one, I think when couples fight in public, you just show how weak you are as a couple, like how embarrassing. Um, and like if I'm at a dinner with a couple and the the wife is like being disrespectful to the husband, I'm like, wow, she has no class. Mm. Even if the husband is in the wrong, even what if he's saying is wrong. It's like, that's your man. You just need to stand next to him and be proud of him and have his back. Um, it's funny me and my one of my best friends in high school we had this thing because we were so like ride or die right we used mm-hmm. to get in fights and all of that and we both had big mouth nothing to back it up we were both like five feet tall and um we had this rule that even if because sometimes one of us would run our mouth and then we'd both end up physically fighting whoever we were fighting with because we that's what we were like like you hit her i hit you um and so we had this rule that we're like, we will never out each other in public. As in, even if I'm the one that's like in the wrong, like she won't tell me I'm in the wrong until we get home. And then she'll be like, what you did was so stupid. And I was like, as much as it's like so ride or die and it's so, it's really extreme. And I don't agree with it in the context that we were doing it because we were just reckless young kids. But in the context of a marriage, I think it's actually great advice mm-hmm. that if you don't agree with what your husband is doing, I'm talking from the woman's perspective, you're allowed to not agree with it. Um, but I wouldn't tell Dan at a dinner table or I wouldn't start arguing with him in public. It would be something that I'd be like, wait till I get home. I would keep my mouth shut. Wait till I get home. And then I'd be like, bro. What the heck? <laughs> I actually have an example in my yeah. early 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking back at it, it's just like bizarre that I even gave that relationship a go. But mm-hmm. it was it was a situation like that where I went over to the Eastern States mm-hmm. to meet. We met in Europe. Mm-hmm. Went over to the Eastern States to help her move. She was going to make the move over to Perth. And when we got there, we went out with all of her friends as a farewell dinner. Mm-hmm. And then she completely ghosted me. Just ignored me for the night. Like... And I remember at one point I called her name and she walked straight past me and walked out. 
and the whole story was next day was like was just a big sob story. I'm not, I don't know how to handle this. I'm leaving all my friends, and I just and I fell for it. I was just mm. a nice guy mm. at the time. I didn't respect my own boundaries, mm. and that was one of the worst relationships I've ever had. So there's wow. an example of Film. that was in front of all of her friends. I was like there by myself. I flew over there by myself. I'm all alone, mm. and she ghosted me at her own farewell. And so that's an extreme version. Mm. But there's an example. Mm. Like, that is the worst thing you can do to somebody mm. uh, as like far granted, as disrespect And granted, public. she was very young, right? Yeah, we are so, both very young. We are yeah, like 22 exactly. or something. And, and so, I mean, I know that I've done really stupid things against story to my ex-boyfriend when I was young. But once you're a grown-up, you have to take responsibility for your stuff. You just can't be out treating people like this. It's just not acceptable. Yeah. It's, it's very, yeah, no, no, no. Well, let's go into some of the green flags then. And I, I feel like let's start with the boundaries thing since you said that, you know, you didn't have the boundaries then to kind mm. of be like, hey, you crossed a boundary. I think one of the biggest green flags is Strong, having healthy. healthy boundaries. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, the story of us getting together, the boundaries you put in place was a great example of that. Um, you knew what you wanted in a relationship and you weren't going to budge on that. And if someone's not meeting those expectations, that's having the respect for yourself. I mean, I had it as well just before we met. I remember having conversations with my mum. Mum, I'm so happy within myself. I don't think I'm ever going to get married. Those are the exact words I said. And next thing you know, Mars walks into my life <laughs> um, because I had finally put boundaries in place. Like it was something that I struggled with was... Um, falling into a relationship because I felt lonely because I hadn't done the work. I hadn't, you know, going through all the traumas that I had, mum and dad's separation and losing my football career and all those kind of things. I never, I, I couldn't stay in one spot. I always needed someone to confide in and I always fell in relationships because I felt lonely. I wasn't mm. happy on my own. Mm. And I felt like I'd done quite a bit of work on myself and I was finally at a point where I was happy on my own. And this is a lot of this is just to do with experience. I've got myself mm. to that point that whenever someone I was seeing crossed one of those boundaries that I didn't agree with, it was like, nah, I wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't go, oh, it'll get better. Like mm. I used to always tell myself, it'll get better. It's, it's not that bad. Mm. No, no, no. And then that was it. Next, mm. I, I, w- I would not take that as uh, my boundaries were set. So that was at a, at a point just before meeting you and then you had that firm boundary with me. And that's, it's so attractive because you know, you respect that person so much more. And that's where I think women get confused is they, especially in the dating field, like they, they're like, oh, guy's into me. Oh my gosh, he's handsome. Oh my gosh, he's this. So we go into scarcity and then we go into people pleasing mode and we go into bending backwards for someone and that's never going to get you the man and the relationship that you want. So I was kind of like, I know what I want. I'm not willing to compromise my standards for anyone. And before you and I were dated, I ended a relationship that was also very nice. Like he was a very good guy, but he crossed a boundary for me where I was just like, no, I am not available for this. And some people might think that that's ruthless, but I knew what my standards were and I very um, 
kindly and politely ended it and he kind of went off on me which showed me his a little bit of his immaturity and uh i was like i'm so glad i made this decision um and Wasn't he and that the i day i reached out to you again as well about catching up something too or yeah just, around just the same time it. yeah and i was like you know what like um the, my, my yeah, I was just so firm in my boundaries and I lived in such a place of abundance that like my peace and my happiness was not riding on a man and that the man that came into my life needed to be able to fit into my boundaries and my boundaries were all about respect and love and not like you need to be this good looking, you need to have this amount of money, you need to like all this bullshit stuff that we get in our heads. It was about how is this man going to respect me, treat me and care for me um, and I wasn't mm. willing to compromise. And I, th- I think that's why I started to cut you off. I think that's why we hit it off so well. Like I know we we feel like we've known each other for lifetimes but we're also both in that place where we were only willing to be with someone who's going to compliment our mm-hmm. life. We weren't going to allow anyone to come in and mm. pull us down in any way. Mm. And I think that was the, the just the perfect timing. It was mm. a perfect storm. Mm. I was like, we were waiting for each other. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was it was such divine timing for sure. Yeah. Um, and so from a woman's perspective, like from a boundaries situation like red flags for me now if Dan and I weren't together is uh, a man who doesn't have firm boundaries with like around his family Um, because you can love your family but you still need to have boundaries Um, if he doesn't have boundaries around other women um, that's a big red flag too because women women typically like won't put boundaries around the man the man needs to put the boundaries in and so like if he's just open to women like that like even if he's not sexually open in pursuing them it is not um to me it's not attractive like for a guy who doesn't have firm boundaries around that like I want to know that like his friends know that they're his that they're just his friends and that he has no problem saying no to people. He doesn't he's not going into people pleaser mode. So yes man. Dem- yeah, yes man and easily manipulated by his friends and all that kind of stuff. Well, um, and that's a, leads us into another one. Uh, oh yeah, I think we missed that one. Because we were friends. in green, because we were in green flags, weren't we? Did had we yeah, moved into yeah. green flags? Yeah, we spoke about one of the red flags was uh, crap friends. Yeah, but that's okay. We'll. Um, Talk about good friends. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So circle of influence, we can say. Yeah, green flag would be that they have a good group of people around them, because the opposite of that would be that they have shitty friends. And when I say shitty friends, I don't mean necessarily. It could be that they treat you like shit and that they don't care about your well-being. That on a very extreme level, but like just people who aren't going anywhere, people who don't actually want what's best for you. They just like you the way you are because it keeps them in their comfort zone. You growing would be actually very uncomfortable for them. Like that, that's a shitty group of friends. A shitty group of friends would be, um, and like you can tell that I'm very firm with my boundaries, but like who all they do is complain about their wives or their, their husbands who, you know, like only just drink, who don't have any goals, who just sit there and complain about their kids, like hang around with five millionaires, you become the sixth. Hang around with five toxic people, you become the sixth. Like that's just how it works. We genuinely become each other. We know that in relationships as well, which is why I wasn't willing to um, compromise with my relationship because you literally take on each other's traumas. You take on each other's everything. You become each other. So 
having a good group of friends is so important. Mm -hmm. And even for like the stage you are, the stage of life that you're at, like for example, if you're 35 and you're like looking to get married, but all your homies are like 20 and partying every night, well, they're not bad people, but they're a shitty group of friends for you because they're not supporting your goals. It's a red flag for you. Yeah, it's a red flag for you. Um, doesn't mean, again, like when we're talking about shitty people, I'm not saying they're, they're shitty. I'm just saying their, their impact on you is not going to be good. If you want to have a good relationship and you want to attract a good relationship, go hang out with a happy couple. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. If you love this episode, please share it with someone. And if you're a longtime listener, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would rate and review this show on iTunes. I love you so much and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. And remember, it's not only possible to have it all, it is your birthright.